I do is just enjoying this moments of cooking. I like doing this and uh, and I like seeing people like l- love this food or um, when they tell me Russia, oh this is very nice and this is the best thing. I I just forget all the tough moments that I had. Today on Dirty Linen, we are heading to Sydney with a little dose of Syria with Rasha Abu Alhamat, who runs Russia's Syrian Kitchen, a catering company uh, that's had to be a little bit flexible in these interesting times we live in. I haven't met Russia in person, but I have felt the love that she puts into her food by eating her beautiful mamuls, biscuits that we will learn more about during this chat. Russia, welcome to Daddy Linen. Hi, Dani. How are you? Thank you. Thank you so much for this uh, interview. I'm very excited and looking forward to speak a little bit about um, my Syrian uh, food and uh, the journey that I have done from coming from Syria to Sydney. Thank you. Ah, well, thank you. It's honestly, it's a privilege for me and I know that the listeners are going to love it. So where shall we start? Why don't we start, you know, back back in Syria? Um, tell us about your life. Tell us about your life as a child and, and of course, the, the um, difficult journey that's brought you to Sydney. Yeah. Okay. I will, um, actually, I, I was uh, raised in Saudi Arabia first. Uh, I lived there since uh, the high, till the high school finished then um, because my my father was working in Saudi Arabia and he's a chef so uh, he's my first inspiration Uh, I learned a lot from him Um, then we had to move to Syria for uh, for a while we lived there then I got married to my um, uh, Syrian friend in the college and went with him to Dubai so I lived there for also long time in Dubai uh then um, um my, my husband got a job uh, opportunity for a job in sydney so this is when we decided we have decided that we we want to move there because of the situation in syria and the war so we thought that it's a good opportunity to start new life in a new place somewhere else so when was it that you guys arrived in sydney uh 2014 uh yeah we have arrived here and um actually i was i am i was the ordinary mom cooking at home like cooking and enjoy uh, uh being around people who who cook and um i like food and but the way we were raised in syria because even though we were at saudi, in saudi arabia for a while but we used to Go in uh, during summer vacation. We used to go to Syria and uh, gather with all the family. Uh, my father is one of uh, ten uh, sisters and brothers. So imagine uh, uh, in the summertime in my grandpa's house when they used to gather all in one table, like fifty, forty sometimes uh, parents and kids around one table with lots of food. So this is how we. I have this picture all the time. Uh, in my head. Yeah, look, I mean, I love that picture. So often when we think about, you know, life in Syria and, you know, think about Damascus and, um, you know, the impression from Australia is is about 
conflict and about destruction and, you know, all the hard things about life in Syria. But I think it's it's um, so important also to remember that this is an incredibly rich culture with, um, you know, so much good stuff that's always happening as well. I mean, tell us about Syrian food culture. You know, what what are the keys to it? Um, so we, we have, like, uh, the, the nice thing about the, the food in Syria is that it's like the, the variety of food. And of course, everything is uh, cooked from scratch and it takes time. So you put lots of love in, in this process and it takes really long time to do one meal for, uh, for the people who are sitting with you, even the small family, like even if I'm cooking for my husband and my two kids, it's still not like, okay, I will do, I will grill some steaks and that's it. No, it's, it has to be a stew with the rice and vegetables, lamb, whatever. And so this is, this is the thing. This is why I think people, when they taste my food here, they feel that there is something different. Um, it takes lots of time to do it, the preparation. And then you feel that, um, Really, there is there is love when when you do this, and the memory, of course, when I just try to remember my uh, my father there while he's sitting in the kitchen cooking for so many people. Um, this this is the thing about it. So we have different kind of like for breakfast, for example, we put lots of cheese and yogurt. We do kinds of. Uh, uh, the the most popular now thing here that I do and people like is called fete. Uh, so fete is basically uh, crispy bread with tahini sauce. And then between these two things, you have so many things to put, either chickpeas, eggplant, um, uh, lamb, chicken, rice. So this meal, for example, we... We do it especially in, on Friday after people go to prayer and they come back. So the family sit together and they have this meal. It's a, like a relaxing day for us. So um, I think everything, everything in Syria, <laughs> like go around food. So wherever you just go, you go to shopping, walking, you will find something to eat either like while you are walking or if you want to sit. And all Damascus, of course, in Syria has lots of these new night, like cafes, which you just sit and have something like falafel or uh, chickpeas or uh, the nice memory now is coming to my head. <laughs> yes. Um, I think, you know, sometimes at this distance, we think about Middle Eastern food as quite homogenous. It's it's just one thing. It all gets lumped in together. But I'd love you to talk about some of the particularities of Syrian food. And, and one dish, perhaps we could do it through the lens of baba ganoush or uh, eggplant. Can you talk about the Syrian version of this beautiful dish? Yes. So um, so the, this one actually is is a very nice and tasty. I love it. And the thing that when I came to Sydney, the baba ganoush is different from what we have in Syria because baba ganoush here has the tahini sauce and the eggplant, which is roasted. But in um, in Syria, we roast the eggplant, then we add um, um, bell pepper to it, uh, like colored pe bell pepper, onions, um, um, garlic, olive oil, uh, pomegranate uh, molasses and lemon 
uh, all come together with walnuts and um, of course lots of olive oil and this is the best thing about it all of them come together and imagine this fresh uh, kind of dip or appetizer you can have it every day all the time <laughs> i honestly need it in the next five minutes it's just <laughs> i'm so hungry listening to you talk about it <laughs> yeah maybe you can come one day and we can uh, enjoy uh, doing it together maybe if you like definitely <laughs> um so rush i mean obviously it's you know a very rich food culture and you had the, those other periods of living in in different countries in the Middle East. Like, tell me about coming to Sydney. How was it arriving here? What were your first impressions? Um, I, of course, the, the, the first thing that comes to me is like, Sydney is very beautiful. I love the city. It's uh, very similar to Syria, the nature, the weather. The, like, you feel it's, it's not so like, um, it's not complicated life here. It's it's easy. Even it's easier than Dubai and living in Dubai. I lived in Dubai for around eight years or more. So uh, this is the best thing I loved about it. But the thing that I was like, uh, when I started to look and search for uh, Middle Eastern food, I couldn't find something very similar to what we have in in Syria. So. Um, so I, I I started to look and then I found that only Middle Eastern food is known here as kebab, hummus, tabbouleh, falafel, that's it. But no cooking, like no proper meals that people know about, Australian doesn't know about them. Or uh, so, so this is how I started to think about doing something in uh, cooking or take it as a business. Um, other than this, I, I enjoy being here. And so, yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you saw this, I suppose, a gap in the market and the idea came to you for a business. Can you talk about how you started um, Russia's Syrian Kitchen? Well, yeah, how did how did that begin? What were your ambitions for it? Um, uh, when I started at the beginning, uh, I live in an area which, um, um, so I have two kids. Uh, my two kids, when I came here, they were um, in year three and um and kindy so in their public school they have uh, yearly events which is the moon festival events uh, so they usually do fundraising uh, so people parents can cook and uh, have a stall there and just um, um, introduce their food or their culture uh, so this is the first thing that i i had to try uh, i thought okay why not it was not it's it was only just for um having fun and just to introduce this food to different people from different cultures uh, then i was surprised that everyone loved this food and the principal there started to support me um in the school and started to uh tell the teachers just to why not to um buy a prepared meal from here then I started doing this and I got my first big event with this school, actually. It was for uh, North uh, Northern Territory uh, schools. All the teachers and principal came at this day. It was 150 teachers. And this is what this was 
the biggest event that I had at, at this time. That's a big step up, Russia. My goodness. Yes, yes. From small meals to 150. What kitchen did you use? Uh, we, we had the kitchen of um, uh, Mulberry School, Mulberry Public School. The, so the event was there and we had we had to prepare everything there. And this is the first time that I have worked with my business partner. His name is Nidal. Uh, so we are uh, we worked together since that time. Uh, he was I, I knew him from here uh, through a Facebook uh, cooking page. I knew him and his wife. Then uh, he told me that he he used to like he he worked in the same field. So when I got this, yes, he is Syrian. So when we when I had this opportunity, I told him, if you do this with me, I will take it. But if not, it's too much for me. I don't think I can do it alone. So he said, OK, let's do it together. And this is how we started the, 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 the journey, actually, from there. Then we had some events for, um, um, for example, we had wedding. Uh, we had some parties. Uh, so people started to know more about us. And so how, like when, what year was it that you did this first big event? Uh, around uh, 2016, I think, 16 or 17, something like this at the end. Yes. Yeah. So, so you had a bit of momentum before the pandemic changed everything? Yes. Yes, of course. Of course. Okay. Which, which was like nice. And um, really the good, the, the thing that I do is just, enjoying this moments of cooking i like doing this and uh, and i like seeing people like l- love this food or um, when they tell me russia oh this is very nice and this is the best thing i i just forget all the tough moments that i had all the three days which are like hard working because really our food needs lots of preparation uh, it has all of the, the ingredients are fresh. All the ingredients had to be cooked in the same day or one day before. That's it. Um, so no frozen food, no nothing. It's just fresh, fresh, fresh. That's it. <laughs> Tell us about your mamul because I know these biscuits are you're very traditional and they are something that you're able to transport. It was a very exciting day when I knew they were going to arrive on my doorstep. Uh, tell tell us about these beautiful biscuits. Uh, yeah. So ma'amul is um, is very special in, uh, in Syria or I think in the Middle East too because we have it in, of course, we have it all the year around, but we have it in a special occasions after Ramadan, after we, we like fasting in, in Ramadan, we break our fast and we have the Eid. Eid is like Christmas. And so we celebrate in this, we have three days after Ramadan to celebrate the Eid. And during this time, we do the ma'amul. So the nice thing about it, if you are in Damascus or in Syria, you can smell in these three days. Imagine the... The amount of baking that every house and shop is doing to do this ma'amul. Uh, and because we put it in our house so people can come and celebrate with us the eight days. So, so this is how it's very, very special. But here we thought also, why not just to try and um, like introduce it to people that doesn't know anything about about the mamul. It's it's different from the biscuits and uh, and it has long long process also. It takes 
lots of time and it has special kind of mold that you do the mamul in. Tell me what's in the mamul. Tell us the ingredients. Yes. So the basic three ingredients, of course, it's separate. So everyone has separate thing, one with the um, uh, um, dates and one with walnuts, one with pistachio. So, um, uh, of course, uh, it has um, some spices in it and uh, um, and it's it has to be done with the ghee, not butter, not oil, not anything. It's only ghee, which a good ghee also. So do you know ghee? Yeah, so clarified butter, right? So yes, yeah. yes, yes. So it has to be done with the with a very good ghee to have this flavor and this taste and the, the even when you smell it you find it's very different right totally you open the box and it's just I mean it's just like this atmosphere that envelops you and yeah you just I mean I, yeah they're just beautiful and I mean you've sort of you've talked about the special mold but if people haven't seen them it's just it's very beautiful because the, the mold has got these sort of patterns in it so when you press the biscuits into it they have these beautiful swirls and scrolls and you know not all the same either there's a few different designs it's they're just very beautiful yeah and all, all of them are handmade the, the molds are handmade in Syria so you go to a, a it's like special shops and you buy these uh, these sizes or uh, shapes so it has lots of different sizes even like they have big big biscuit brown biscuits so um yes it's so it's such a beautiful i didn't know that that they were all handmade and it's just makes me yeah feel even more excited about the biscuits because it's such a direct connection back to yeah syrian culture isn't it Yes, yeah, it is. It is. It is. I like people, of course, buy from shops in Syria, but most of the time, Eid uh, time is about doing this mamul at home with lots of people uh, from the family. So, uh, so this is the the memory about it. Like when you see everyone is gathering around the table, doing his job, and then baking everything. So. Imagine this. It just sounds really festive, like a real celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, my, my business partner is has like, this is his recipe and we are doing it together because he's very good in doing pastries and, uh, and sweets, desserts. So Russia, I know that you're doing a cooking class. It's coming up soon. And yeah, I'd love to just acknowledge Marjorie from Welcome Merchant. It's fantastic organization that uh, shines a light on refugee-powered businesses. Uh, tell us about the cooking class. What, what are you doing there and what do you love about teaching people your food? So uh, our cooking class is going to be on the 2nd of March and um, it's going to be about uh, fette. I was talking uh, with you about uh, this dish uh, b- b- before. Um, uh, so the nice thing about this dish that everyone likes it and uh, everyone can find something different in fete to do so fete can be uh, uh, vegetarian could be with tomato sauce could be with lamb stock could be with uh, chicken rice anything so the basic things about it is um, um, is the crispy bread and tahini sauce and between these two things we can add so many different kind of things um, and really now it's very popular 
and people likes it. So this is why we thought it's uh, it's nice to just teach people how to do it. Oh, it sounds so good. So do you have all the different elements there and people can decide what they want to put in their own feta? Uh, yeah, we, we will, because of course of the time, we will uh, we will try to choose two basic things. So we'll do eggplant fete. This is with tomato sauce. And then we'll do, uh, uh, we can add the uh, minced uh, beef or lamb, or we can do the chickpea fete, which is totally vegetarian and it doesn't have tomato sauce. So they will have the two options of these two kind of dishes to try it. Um, so basically it's going to be, yeah, three different things. One with the meat and or beef and one with the chickpeas. I don't know if it's audible on this microphone, but my tummy is literally rumbling. Oh. <laughs> it just <laughs> sounds so good. Why don't you come to the class? <laughs> yeah, checks flights to Sydney. Maybe, yeah, try, <laughs> try the fit. <laughs> um, so, Russia, what do you like about sharing your food and your culture? Um. I, I want to show how like um, uh, our culture really is very rich. And um, uh, the most important thing when I came here and started to, to do these things, just to show people that um, um, Syrian people have so many nice things to show and they are talented. Um, you know, during the war, so many views changes and people start to think so many things about uh, maybe refugees or immigrants. My, uh, for me, my business partner came as a refugee and I came as um, an immigrant from with my husband because he's, he got a job here. So, so, um, so I just wanted to show how Syrian people can do so many nice things and they are educated, they are talented, um, um, they can like communicate with different uh, people, in different cultures. Um, um, when I do my food and when I do my events and serve the food in um, in homes or um, or anywhere else i don't I, my thing is not i don't want to bring the food put it on the table and go no i want to introduce my food uh, to people i want to speak with them even if it's like i do it for free i don't mind but i just want people to know more about the food and how can they eat it and uh, what are the different uh, flavors how this is connected to our culture um, I love to see the smile after they finish uh, eating. So th this is what makes me really very happy. <laughs> so good. I'm sure everybody in the room is going to be so happy, Russia. Um, look, it's been amazing to talk to you today. I really appreciate your generosity and sharing your story and making me so ridiculously hungry that I'm not sure how I'm going to cope once I get off this call. <laughs> Hopefully I get to eat your food in person one day. You want If you want to come, now you can, we can have something together. <laughs> yeah, I really do. Yeah, really, really. I, I want you to try the Syrian food. I will, we will do, we have to do it one day together. Okay. <laughs> definitely yeah, have to do yeah. it. I look forward to it. Um, but this has been good too. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Danny. Thank you. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. 
we air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This.